Hi, I'm Leola. I'm a sacred intimacy mentor and muse and the host of this podcast. Talk Tantra to Me introduces a playful perspective on sacred sexuality. My intention in this podcast is to integrate intimacy and spirituality, empowering you to reclaim your eroticism. It is my mission to inspire you to let go of shame, fear, and limiting beliefs to be present as your highest self in every moment. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, let's talk Tantra. Welcome to Talk Tantra to Me. It is such an honor to be holding space for this divine knowledge to make its way into your ears and lifestyle. Today, I talk Tantra with the Akashic Records. I have here Ryan and Golbahar Kreishli. They are conductor and reader duo of the Akashic Records, and they are also the founders of Akashic Resources. I am so grateful for the work that they're doing in this world and so appreciative that they're here on this podcast to offer their perspective on living an expansive life. So thank you for being here. Why don't you start by telling us a bit about yourselves, how you got into this work? Well, that's an interesting story. So I, I, I like to say I used to be normal. So at age 43, I was a home builder with an MBA in uh, Springfield, Missouri. A voice in my head said, you should do yoga. I ignored it for six months. And then I started to do yoga. I started to have experiences I couldn't explain. Like people would pop into my head that I hadn't talked to in 10 years. Then they would call me five seconds later. And I was like, uh, excuse me, I don't know how that works. Mm-hmm. Nine months later, I wandered into a school of metaphysics for a free movie night, started taking classes and ended up meeting Golbahar. We ended up studying there for nine years and uh, we developed the ability to do these Edgar Casey style readings. So. Mm-hmm. And for me, a different way, but same place or a different way to get there, but definitely ended up in the same place. For me, I was in my early 20s and I was just graduated college and I was like, what am I going to do with my life now? I have a corporate job and is it, what's the next step? Am I going to get married and have kids? Is that it? Like, that's it. So what else? And so I was trying to like find myself and I was like, I always wanted to learn how to play guitar. So I, I went to a guitar lessons and it was $20 a week. And then the next week I found out there was this class called my mastery or not actually mastery of consciousness. And it was also $20 a week. So I tried the guitar class. It was cool. And then I went to the <laughs> mastery of consciousness class and it was like, <laughs> enlightened almost. I mean, I remember driving there it was an hour drive from where I live. Mm. And I just felt this feeling inside of myself that I had never felt before. Like mm. I was going to go meet like the love of my life or something. I don't know. It was just really interesting. And then I just loved it. So I decided I'll do guitar later. Still that later is still later. Um, And really through our studies, it was just kind of like a natural progression. And in all honesty, I always tell this, like, I didn't even want to learn how to do the reading, how to do readings, because I just had a lot of resistance. A lot of ego stuff would come up because you do have to surrender a lot, but it has been a really blissful experience. And so grateful now, fast forward, I don't know, five, six years later. And um, it's just something that we do. And it's, it's interesting because there's a lot of things that I've wanted to do and gone for, but this is something that just like moved through me. And I guess that's kind of when, you know, it's like a God given talent that you don't really do much for it. It just kind of shows up and that's kind of how it's been 
um, being, being the, you know, we are a team obviously, but me being the reader. I love that. I feel like our society conditions us to perceive our purpose as something we need to like go and find when in reality, it's like actually our natural state of being when we're just like, let go of the conditioning and the limiting beliefs and stuff. So it it should look like or Mm. whatever. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a be quiet and receive instead of go out and go out and find. Yeah, absolutely. So would love to kind of touch on what are the Akashic records for people that have like no familiarity with, with this space? Yeah. So, um, they're, uh, the Akashic records or in the Bible, they refer to what's called the book of life. And they're also called the hall of records. And it, it's a literal record of everything that's ever occurred in the history of everything. So it, it's almost like, it's like, Every it's like a movie of everything that is everything is captured there and you can go there and you can you can read these records as long as you uh, can gain access. (laughs) And there are holders of the records that sometimes will protect them. So even for us, occasionally we'll ask somebody will ask a question and it'll say uh, this information will not be given at this time. It, It doesn't happen very often, but it's always kind of funny. It's like, oh. Okay. So <laughs> that is so wild. So yes. yeah, how how can this how can the Akashic records be of value to like individuals and collectively? I know and the intention of our time today is to talk about Tantra and sacred sexuality and offer that wisdom. But you know, to the average person, I know you guys have a lot of offerings if you want to speak into those and maybe what people can do on this space. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of interesting. It's for everyone and anyone can benefit from it. And it just depends. I would say like, it depends on your question. Like a lot of times when people call and they say, I want a reading, what should I get? And it's like, well, what do you want to know? Because depending on what you want to know, would depend, you know, would determine your reading. So we do past life readings. We do past life readings that are focused on someone's Dharma, a lifetime where they develop their superpower, their understanding, It'll describe that lifetime and the significance. We also do health aura readings where we'll read the spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical body and all the chakras. So if you're really like focused on wanting to understand what's going on with you right now in the present, then that helps. No matter what reading you get, you get what you need, which is kind of cool and interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you always get what you're looking for. And that's where we help people formulate questions where they can kind of hone in and understand. And some common questions that like almost every single person asks when I go and because usually I help people with their questions is how can I find a partner? How can I find my purpose? How can I have greater prosperity and abundance? How can I be more healthy? There's always a question about a relationship, whether a past one or one they want to be on or, or something with a mom or a father that comes up a lot. And always the perspective of the records is from the perspective of what you, what you need to learn. Obviously we're always, we are here. What we believe is like, you're here to learn. You're here to understand yourself, but sometimes we don't know what the lessons are. Okay, fine. I'm supposed to, I'm having, I keep having car troubles, but why? Or I keep having the same relationship, but why? Or, you know, in the topic of Tantra, like maybe my, my sexual drive is low, but why? And so obviously we hope that the tools that the readings give help Mm -hmm. you find those answers on your own, but it does kind of give you a jumpstart. Like, well, these are the things you can do to either get the answer or here's the answer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So a, a kind of an analogy is uh, 
if you're playing a video game and you get stuck on level 32 and you can't get past the evil dragon and you look online and you get the cheat and you go, oh, there's a, there's a sword behind the flower pot. Oh, and then you get the sword and then you blast through, you know, all the way up to level 50, you know, and then you get stuck again. Well, that's the way life is, right? You know, we're rocking and rolling, everything's good. And then we kind of plateau or we kind of get stuck. And these readings can really help kind of get you going again, help you figure out, you know, where do I put my energy in the next step? So it's, it's, it's really, really useful as kind of a guide, as kind of a map to, uh, to help out wherever you are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I just wanted to say one thing is uh, along what he was saying, people really sometimes just need reassurance. Like, mm. am I doing the things I'm supposed to be doing? Like, yeah. do I? And mm. oftentimes that's one of the biggest comments that we get at the end of a reading is, man, I feel so much better. I feel so seen. Yes, I am on the right path. I am doing, you know, it's just like helpful to kind of, or if they're not, it goes, okay, well, you're not, but here's what you can do. So yeah. you can be on the right path. So you still never, feel good. You, you still feel better because yeah. you. we all want to have that security of knowing we're going in the right direction. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I have to say, I did, I did one reading with you guys and it was, it just offered so much clarity and also validation. And I absolutely loved it. For the listeners, highly recommend, and I'll definitely be be doing more readings in the future. That being said, I think it's time for us to dive in to this reading. And I know that Brian, as the conductor, is going to lead Golbahar into that space to be the reader. So whenever you guys are ready, you can. Sure, sure. I'll guide Golbahar down to a deeper level <laughs> of subconscious mind. You can, I think I can stay in it that way. People know that it's not without me by myself. Yeah. Love it. I want you to feel yourself going within. You're relaxing. You're relaxing as you're going within. You're relaxing. You're relaxing. You're relaxing as you're drifting down, going down, drifting down, going down, drifting down, going down, deeper and deeper, deeper and deeper, deeper and deeper, drifting down, 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 going down, 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 deeper and deeper, deeper and deeper, deeper and deeper. In a moment, I'll count backwards from 10 to 1. You'll follow me back at the count of 1. You'll be completely relaxed and asleep in a deep and very restful level of sleep. At the count of 1, you'll be completely relaxed and asleep in the third level, the mental level of subconscious mind. You're drifting down, you're going down, you're drifting down, you're going down, you're drifting down, you're going down, deeper and deeper, deeper and deeper, deeper and deeper. Drifting down, 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 going down, 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 deeper and deeper, deeper and deeper, deeper and deeper. Now follow me back, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Very good. You're completely relaxed and asleep in a deep and very restful level of sleep. You're completely relaxed and asleep in the third level, the mental level of subconscious mind. You are the direct connection to source. and the Akashic Records, you will answer all questions provided for you today. Is Tantra the same as sacred sexuality? Yes, we see that there is a connecting link between that which can be described as sacred sexuality, that which is Tantra. It is the capacity and the willingness to utilize the vehicle of 
sexual activity for the purpose of inner alignment, enlightenment, awakening, the bliss of the divine, and the opening of the chakra centers. We see that the act of sex with another individual allows two minds to meld into one, creating the space to receive God, the divine, that which is beyond the physical. This then creates the space for deep healing to occur on all levels, mentally, emotionally, and physically, and allows the space for energy to move where it needs to go. We see that dis-ease in the body often is when energy is blocked or locked. We see Tantra allows the energy that is blocked to move and therefore to provide wholeness. This is all. What is Tantra? You see, this has come from beings within the time period of Atlantis. We see at that time when individuals were coming into animal man bodies and then became entrapped, there was a sense of trying to understand correction. The entrapment, part of the entrapment occurred as the souls in animal man, animal man body were experiencing the senses, the five senses, and therefore enjoying the five physical senses that included the sexual experience, we see they became engrossed and entrapped in that sexual experience in a way that caused them to believe that they were their physical body and therefore caused the entrapment in the physical body. We see from this, there was an awareness upon the ones in the inner levels that uh, the utilization of Tantra could assist those that had entrapped themselves in their five senses and their physical bodies to experience that which is beyond the physical form. And we see, therefore, Tantra in its ancient form was created during the first cycle of Atlantis and has continuously evolved in different ancient traditions to support evolutionary progression by utilizing the energies of the root chakra and allowing kundalini energy to be utilized in a way to intersect the spirit, the mind, the soul, and the body for the experience of unity. And this unity then allows those involved to remember themselves as a whole being, to remember their essence, their true essence, and to release entrapment from physical form. Sizzle. How can Tantra be of service to planet Earth at this time? See, there's a tremendous amount of addiction that is being experienced on the planet. One of the addictions that is deeply and profoundly distracting and interfering with an individual's vitality is technological and food addictions. We see there's also sexual addictions that occur. The addictions occur because the individual relies upon the stimulus for their connection point, for their happiness, for the release of dopamine. We see the experience of Tantra is healing because it teaches the individual to have the connection point from within while utilizing the, utilizing the five physical senses and therefore at the highest form of Tantra. It is the capacity and the ability to go beyond the five physical senses and intersect and interact with the divine. This then helps those involved in Tantra to know themselves as souls and to go beyond their physical form. We see that the pain and suffering that is often produced, especially in addiction, is that the individual only sees themselves as the physical. Tantra allows this awareness to expand. There is also an integration 
many individuals do not experience their physical bodies. They are disconnected from them. In order to experience wholeness and healing, one must be in their physical body. There is an awareness. There are receptor sites that are activated that allow a connection to the ley lines of the planet and to neural networks of consciousness. We see Tantra enables the person to awaken to those neural networks and therefore creates the modality for wholeness for happiness, for vitality, for self-trust, for intuition to flourish, and for the creativity of any one being to be awoken. It also reduces and releases the need to be addicted to a person, a place, a thing, an object, technologically, uh, food, uh, and all other forms of addiction. This is all. Where did Tantra come from? It appears there are lineages sprouting from many ancient civilizations, but we know the word Tantra is Sanskrit. Therefore, did it truly originate in India or did it was it birthed elsewhere or in many places? We see its first origination point was in the first cycle of Atlantis. It was not named Tantra. We see at that time, the name that was utilized most often is Tishana, we see this then has evolved. And therefore, in the yogic tradition, Tantra came forward in different forms through different gurus and has continuously evolved with the consciousness of those that have utilized it. We see there are other traditions as well that have Tantra, yet it has been buried within their traditions. Uh, The example would be in the area of the Middle East, that of the Arab states and what was now known as Iran and Pakistan before known as Persia, there were Tantric practices. It was not named Tantra. It was uh, the the practices that the dervishes had. The spinning dervishes also had a experiences and connections in sexual activity for enlightenment and connection to God. However, after the overtaking of these land areas by the Muslims, it was eradicated and removed from any texts or any signs of it were removed as it was believed that it was of the devil and it was believed that it was against God, Allah. We see that this then became a belief system and therefore In the Middle Eastern experiences, sexual activity is considered sin, even especially even when individuals are aware that it is not. There is a ancestral belief of it being of evil. This is all. This then produces a tremendous amount of emotional pain in the beings that are connected to that ancestry. This is all. Did Mary Magdalene and Jesus practice Tantra? And if so, how did it aid their mission? We see initially what occurred between them that caused an attraction was that when the one of Mary Magdalene interacted mentally with the one of Jesus, this one experienced a tantalizing, activating experience at the groin that this one did not fully understand or experience had experienced before we see this one described it to the one of jesus and we see this one from his own experiences in the yogic traditions and his teachings recognize that as kundalini creative energy 
And we see that this one taught her to direct that energy upward and up the spine. As she was doing so, they it was difficult for her because there was a tremendous amount of energy and therefore she would often lose sight of it or it would overpower her. We see this one then would hold his attention on her to allow that energy to rise up the spine. And as he did so, he experienced it in his physical body as well. This then caused a sexual spark between them that uh, began the experimentation process. And we see they utilize different posturings, different breath practices, movements. They often would utilize prayer to have sexual intercourse for the purpose of knowing God. We see they had experiences of being able to channel inner level beings. We see the channeling often came through the one of Mary Magdalene. At times it would come through the one of Jesus. We see it is there that the one of Jesus would often receive instruction on his next steps in evolutionary progression. We see that this, these ones, the one of Jesus also used other tools for connection to God. However, this was something that spontaneously was created and therefore they per practice their perfect union. We see there was a coming together. These ones had been souls in prior lifetimes and therefore had a tremendous amount of inner rapport, mental telepathy, and inner connection that allowed for the activation of these understandings and the healing of many ailments. We see the one of Mary Magdalene had ex had experiences of pain in the back, in the lower back, that this practice healed. This is all. Is this wisdom of Tantra a gift from other beings or dimensions? We see at the time of the first cycle of Atlantis, the beings of blue light that are highly evolved beings from a different plane of existence were the ones that brought this idea forward into the mind and body of the individuals in the first cycle of Atlantis. We see that these were practices that they engaged in and they recognized that it would be supportive and helpful in grounding these energies and allowing individuals to have a remembrance while utilizing the creative force. We see it's an inherent experience in the soul and spirit to experience creative energy. And we see one way to express creative energy is in the sexual activity. We see these beings recognize that and brought together sexual activity with creative energy for the purpose of wholeness. This is all. There are many lineages of Tantra. What is the function of this? Are there some that are more viable than others? We see because sexual energy as well as kundalini creative energy is in every individual. This then is experienced differently in different individuals. And the lineages are their interpretation of what this energy is and how to utilize it. None of these are better or and worse than each other. They all are ways of expression and should be honored and respected individually and collectively. We see they are designed purposefully for a subset of the human experience 
And for those that are drawn to one lineage, then it is best for them. And there are many paths to God. There are many spiritual forms. There are many spiritual practices. We see what is most important for spiritual beings and spiritual aspirants to remember is that many paths lead to the same place and therefore to trust that and uh, to stay objective on all paths will be supportive for them and those involved. This is all. What are some common pitfalls or dangers to avoid in approaching the tantric path, tantric communities and practitioners? We see there's a challenge that is experienced where it is more from a perspective of the identity, the ego desire. Uh, We see there are those that follow this for the way that it, because it is a trend or the way that it looks for them. We see this is dangerous to move forward without clear internal intention of what the purpose of this practice is and how it can internally benefit them and how they are willing to serve with it. Having this clarity of their own ideal and purpose, as well as how they will serve and utilize and benefit the whole is important to keep in mind so that one does not get lost in the energy of the experience. We see that there are those that can get trapped in the energy and get addicted to it if they do not have this clarity in mind. We see it is also important for those that are in a sacred union with one another to be aware and mindful of what they are wanting from their sacred union and how do they want to experience that sacred union with others sexually. We see that this is something that needs to be contemplated as sexual energy binds individuals spiritually. And therefore it can become challenging if there isn't the clarity of who they are binding to and why. Sizzle. What advice or suggestions do you have for individuals who wish to become leaders, teachers, or healers in the tantric space? To ensure that the desire and the wish is coming from a deep wellspring from within, to have time and space to contemplate the real purpose for this desire, and to ensure that it's coming from their soul. This is uh, the way that they can do this is to take time to journal about the desire and to reflect on their nightly dreams as their nightly dreams can give them insight on where this desire is coming from and the benefit of it. It is also important for these ones to seek mentorship in those they trust in traversing these paths. This path should not be done alone. This path needs a mentor and a teacher. This is all. Anything else? Yeah, it looks like we have some time. So I have some some more questions that came up as we were writing through this. And one of those is my experience is that there, and my observation of the world is that there's a lot of sexual shame, limiting belief, guilt, and fear around sexuality. I'm curious, what is the function of that um, right now? And how are we going to move through it? What is the function of the, the guilt and the shame surrounding sexuality in the world right now? And how... How can we move beyond that and overcome that? We see this uh, guilt, the shame around sexuality is the root cause of sexual abuse on the planet, on women and men. And we see that at the present time, it is only coming to the surface of 
individuals that have been abused where they are communicating the abuse. However, there needs to be a step to go even further to the root cause, which is the shame that individuals have around their own sexual creative energy. Because they're ashamed, they direct it shamefully. They direct it in ways that then produces more shame for, for them. We see, therefore, there is a need for ancestral clearing, ancestral healing, as in many traditions, this is sexual energy, sexual expression is considered a sin. The reason that this was produced as a sin is that those in high society, those that were in charge, those that had power, saw how much power this sexual creative energy, when used properly, gives an individual. And as an attempt to remove the power from beings, this was produced as a thought of it not being an act that should be honored. We see to heal this, Tantra's purpose at this present time is to heal this in individuals. And we see that every single person on the planet could benefit from Tantra, from forms of Tantra, we see that there is approximately 97% of beings on the planet that have some level of sexual shame within them. And therefore, Tantra and those practices heal this shame and free up creative energy. The freeing of creative energy not only supports their mental and emotional and health well-being, it also supports their creative capacity, prosperity and abundance, and the ability to live in alignment with the Dharma. We see those that stifle their sexual energy often stifle other creative energies and experience insecurity, discomfort, sadness, jealousy, and apathy. This is all. Beautiful. Another question about um, some of the abuse of power in the more spiritual spaces, like witnessing sexual abuse within the yoga communities, within the tantra communities, even within Catholicism, you know, et cetera. Is there a function there or how can we overcome this space as well and knowing where to put our put our energies with the abuse that has been uh brought to the surface in the spiritual community and in the tantra community the yoga community the catholic community other religions what is uh suggestions for how especially in these these more elevated communities how can how can we overcome this how can we learn from this and move beyond this we see in the more elevated communities what is occurring in those people and the positions of power is that there is some blockage that occurs in their chakra system that causes the energy to not move in the direction that it needs to therefore creating a dysfunction and in that dysfunction a mental dysfunction that causes them to make choices to abuse someone else we see in order to heal this especially in the yogic and tantric communities it is requirement of the teachers within this community that have sound mind to and that have the power and have the understandings to keep their energy systems clean and clear by practicing honesty, self-reflection, and mentorship. It is important as individuals spiritually evolve and continue to evolve their consciousness to have mentors that they can look up to, that can guide them and aid them through the process. 
We see when there is the lack of receiving from a higher source, then it causes this misdirection to occur as the energies expand and it becomes difficult to direct the energies properly. The mentorship helps with the direction. We see, therefore, those that are aware of these concepts should teach about it, should speak about it, and should consistently pay attention to look beyond the surface to ensure that if they are seeing indiscrepancies in the choices of these leaders, that they are bringing it forward for the purpose of healing and speaking of it. And this communication will support this process. We see as the soul evolves, the ego evolves with it. And the only key that keeps the evil, the ego healthy and not overpowering the soul is honesty. Therefore, the practice of honesty in every individual is important. We see in the other traditions that are not focused necessarily on higher thought forms, uh, this then is a part of the karmic patterns that are clearing for them. And we see once again, it is those within that society in those uh, groups that need to be harbingers. They need to speak truth. They need to pay attention and communicate what's occurring and educate each other on sexual energy and how to most properly use it with consent. We see cult overall as a universal truth is that uh, sexual abuse is a karmic experience that beings on this plane of existence have yet to fully understand because they have yet to fully embrace their own creative power. The more that on a collective whole, individuals embrace and utilize their creative energy properly and utilize their creative and energy to create the lives that they desire, this will heal. We see the root causes that many are ashamed of fully using their creative energy to create the life that they desire. And therefore they often become cogs and wheels. This then clogs them up and causes them to make choices because of their lack of fulfillment. This is all. Beautiful. What are some practices that individuals can practice if they're on a solo tantra journey and practices with couples as well? What are some uh, practices that would be beneficial for those on a solo tantric journey or for those that are doing this as a couple? We see a simple beginner practice for those that are in a solo journey is to be naked in front of a mirror and to self-pleasure themselves while looking in their eyes, in their own eyes. And as whatever comes up for them to stay connected to that, and once they have the release, to write down their observation as there is much that can be healed and understood and the freeing of their creative energy. This is a a very first step that would be supportive. We see those in coupling, it would benefit them to to have the sexual act while in front of a mirror to help them go beyond their identities and connect more fully into the soul as there will be something that will be revealed to them in the mirror experience. This is all. Beautiful. I'd love if uh, we could speak a little bit deeper into the link between creativity and Tantra. What is the connection between creative energy and Tantra directly? What is the, the link and connection between Tantra and creative energy? We see that the root of creative energy is sexual energy at the base of the spine. And as that sexual energy is 
understood and experienced, it turns into a connecting to the divine creation and creative energy. In order to experience the highest level of creative energy, it is the willingness to allow the sexual energy to be experienced and expressed. As that is expressed fully and completely with openness, then it causes creativity as it connects the soul to the spirit. And the wellspring of creative energy is divine light, divine inspiration. And therefore, sexual energy merged and in union with divine inspiration causes deep creativity to be experienced in any one individual. Breath is an important key to this as well. Breathing deeply and fully into the lungs and allowing a release and allowing the breath to move through the individual mind and body, allowing the breath to do with the individual what it wants, then creates healing. This is all. Beautiful. I feel complete, Brian, unless you have any other uh, suggestions for depth. Oh, boy. Um Suggestions on how uh, how people can use the tantric path and uh, kundalini energy, creative energy to progress on their spiritual journey. We see they can use this path for coming back into themselves. They can use it to accept themselves, to accept their bodies and their minds as a sacred vessel and a connecting space for spirit. This is all. Mm. Cool, cool. Should I bring her back? Sounds good to me. All right. You will relax and be at peace. In a moment, I will count upwards from one to 10. As I count upwards, the body processes will begin speeding up. At the count of seven, they will have returned to normal. At the count of seven, you may be aware of other noises about you. At the count of 10, your eyes will be open. Your attention will immediately be drawn into the physical. Your body will be completely relaxed, refreshed, and re-energized. Your mind will be alert and mentally keen. Three deep breaths. Follow me up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome back. That was cool. One thing we probably should mention is that Gobahar has no recollection of anything that she said. So that's why we work together as a team so that she can completely just go beyond her conscious mind and, uh, and enter her subconscious mind and become this very objective channel or source. Yeah. Beautiful, wild process. Mm. Um, Lots of, validating things, lots of familiar things for me, a couple of new things that I um, was delighted to get answers about or was a little bit, you know, you know, surprised by, um, especially the, the fact that um, Tantra started in Atlantis, which I had heard maybe that like Palladian beings had some influence here, but there's just so much um, in the space right now of uh, people being a little bit um, saying that it's all coming from India and all of these other places are culturally appropriating this information. And, you know, <laughs> um, that, that was interesting to hear that, that all of it was coming from Atlantis that deeply resonated with me. So that's cool. What else, what else stood out for you since I missed everything? 
what else stood out? That was definitely a big one. Uh, I loved the piece about the ancestral healing. That's been a big theme in my work, uh, especially lately. So that's something that there's some other resources on the podcast for people if they're interested in that. Um, uh, let's see. I'll need to, ha- I'll need to go back and listen. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, last time too, with my reading with you guys, it was like, yeah. whoosh, right, right. so much. So was there anything for you, Brian, that stuck out? That- well, it's an interesting connection that, you know, you were just talking about with the, uh, the ancestral stuff. So we've, we've had this question come up numerous times, you know, about how to heal the past or even how to heal the future. And, and it came through, oh, several months ago, very, very clearly. It said, everything we do, all your energy, all the effort that you put forth to improve yourself heals your ancestors backwards and heals your ancestors into the future. And I thought, man, what a beautiful thing when, you know, when we feel like, you know, we're not getting anywhere, we're not making any progress. The reality is we're always making progress. We're always, you know, doing the healing work. So that's cool. Yeah. It's wild. Speaking from personal experience, like I can see it in my relationship with my mother and the things that she's now asking me about that I have, you know, the answers to, and it's wild. Like would she never had interest in these things before. So it's interesting when it just starts to like physically manifest. It's it's one thing to, you know, think like, yes, I'm going to, you know, raise my kids differently than I was raised and, and all those things, but to actually see it happening in front of your eyes is just incredible. So I really resonate with that as well. Yeah. That's beautiful. Sorry, did you have something? No, okay. Um, (laughs) Beautiful. So we're going to kind of wrap up at this point, unless you guys have anything else you'd like to add, maybe you'd like to speak into how people can find you and support you and become involved in your work. Sure, sure. Uh, So the name of our business is Akashic Resources, and that's A-K-A-S-H-I-C. And our website is the same. Our Facebook group is the same. And uh, so AkashicResources.com. And we we do, this was kind of a universal thing. So it's a little bit like an Abraham Hicks. And we actually have one coming up on our Facebook group this Saturday where people can send in questions and you can view it free on the Akashic Resources Facebook group. Send in your email us your questions and then we'll ask them. And then we also do more of an Edgar Casey style personal reading, which is what you what you got to experience. Yeah. And uh, we do those on health, dharma, prosperity and abundance, uh, spiritual teacher, spiritual teacher, happiness and fulfillment, uh, healer's journey, relationships with other people. That's a real popular one. Maybe we can create a tantra one someday. There you go. We love to do specialized readings for people. So maybe maybe you'll. Uh, create a special reading with us. So that'd be pretty cool. We teach classes online. We've got a prosperity and abundance class and a mind mastery class coming up. And we also do coaching and some retreats too. So So we do everything. (laughs) Yeah. Beautiful. Amazing things. Definitely. We'll put all of the links for people to grab those. Um, Again, just speaking from my experience, super easy to book a session with you guys. Uh, Very informative. Uh, it's online, you know, you, you get, you know, your set reading, but then you also get to ask five additional bonus questions, which is such a great value. And I deeply appreciate that as well. Is there yeah. Is there anything else you guys would like to add or speak into before we wrap up? Well, I just want to thank you for, I'm really impressed by you that like, 
I've always wanted to do a podcast and here you are, you're doing your podcast. I saw your website. It's beautiful. It's something that the world needs, I think. And it sounds really just want to say, yeah, thank you for including us in your podcast and thank you for serving the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can kind of see when somebody's in alignment with their dharma, you yeah. know, when somebody's really in alignment with their mission and purpose. It's, it's a beautiful thing to experience. Yeah, they kind of radiate outward. Yeah. 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 And, and that's, you know, frankly, I've had all kinds of careers in my life and, and now I really feel like I, uh, I am living my dharma of fulfillment because it's very fulfilling to help people in such a meaningful way. So, yeah, Absolutely. Thank you for just witnessing me and sharing that reflection. It feels really good. And also, you know, from our reading together, I've gotten so many like great pieces of like how I can, you know, expand more in this space and, and what are what are some greater tools for helping more people. So uh, it's definitely something that if people are listening and they are, you know, desiring more of that connection to purpose or desiring more depth in their purpose, it's, this is such a good reason. So that brings yeah, thank you again, Brian and Goldbahar, for joining me today. And I also want to express my gratitude to the listener. Thank you once more for opening yourself up to the idea of sacred sexuality. With so much gratitude and love, have a sexy and spiritual day. And I'll catch you next week on Talk Tantra Tune. Ta-ta. Talk, talk.